This journalism.co.uk podcast is supported by Dataminer, a real-time alert service that helps journalists uncover breaking news and stories before they go viral. Want to know more? Head over to dataminer.com to find out how your newsroom can stay ahead of the curve. I'm Daniel Green, and this week we jetted out to Athens in Greece for the Gen Summit. But not me. Here's Marcella, who caught up with two experts on the ground to find out about their latest ventures. This week, I'm lucky enough to be in the beautiful sunny city of Athens at Global Editors Summit 2019. And I'm here with Dmitry Cheshkin, Chief Content Officer for Culture Trip. Hi, Dmitry. Hello. Dmitry, you are you left BBC and you joined a travel journalism startup, Culture Trip. Tell me about it. Tell me how, how did you start, why did you join them and what's exciting about your publication? Well, um, so I've left the BBC after 21 years uh, with BBC News, and I always knew that there was. I always wanted to work for a startup to prove myself in a in a organisation which is uh, probably less established and less corporate than the BBC. And I was leaving the BBC on such a high, having done all this really interesting work uh, with international teams there and language teams, and we obviously have been discussing how we were applying different types of editorial commissioning at BBC News and I think um, one of the things, one of the reasons why I wanted to join Culture Trip was exactly because we are all about content. Content is the backbone of Culture Trip and um, as a chief content officer I'm responsible for um, the output of about 100 people in-house and about 300 people who are our um, contributors from around the world who um, who, who live in those cities and they understand those cities and our job is basically to tell what's special and, and unique uh, about those places to the rest of the world and because we're travel media and entertainment startup so we are on this kind of intersection of all of these areas and my job is to basically create the, that inspirational and orientational planning uh, content that basically get people to understand what's unique and special about the place and then they by loving our content and by staying on our platform then they actually get to become customers and we convert them into paying customers later on down the line. So my job is basically to uh, come up with editorial strategy and editorial execution to cover the world with this amazing content coming from people who know those areas best. So my, I'm taking part in a panel here about uh, sustainable journalism, whether, whether this is time to, for media organizations to, to rethink how they cover travel. And I think Culture Trip is uniquely placed. Um, there is no one else in the world that actually does the, the things we do in that particular manner. Because obviously lots of media organizations have travel sections, but it's all about you know, journalists flying around the world and you know, you know, doing pieces and then they come back. But it's a little bit of an analogy with a foreign correspondent coming somewhere to, to, a, to a place for a week and doing a piece and those pieces almost always don't feel necessarily authentic or relevant. Because we are relying on local people's knowledge and because we give them very specific editorial briefs of how to cover things on, or where to cover or what to cover, we are um, again uniquely placed to actually be both relevant and, and financially successful down the line. Right. So as a chief content officer, how do you see content supporting business model of a travel journalism startup? Well, it's, um, the wonderful thing about this is I've been obsessed with data for all of my life at the BBC, especially in the later stages of my career. And I always knew that. And I have seen how applying data and applying 
famous user needs which we had at the BBC. And I think I was actually hired by Culture Tree because they have seen my LinkedIn prof or LinkedIn post about how we actually executed user needs at the BBC, which led to really significant growth in language teams at the BBC. So it's effectively the same model where you um, identify why people travel, what are the different stages of travel, you know, no plans, inspiration plans, uh, orientation plans, and then suddenly you um, you basically spend a lot of time on uh, analyzing data, figuring out what people need, what their what 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 the demand in different places is, uh, and then you basically create content plans for every city that we cover that we have prioritized just to prove the model, and then you suddenly you you find the contributors, and then you uh, everything that you commission basically plays to an, a wider business objective of the companies to earn money through. Um, several things, you know, we, we, we are going to launch uh, online travel agency on our site, we are doing media sales, all of these things. Content, as I said, is a backbone of the organization, so that means that every single thing that we commission ultimately contributes to the overall business objective of a company. And that kind of sits very, very naturally with me, because this is what how I approached um, uh, content creation, content commissioning at the BBC as well. And here we do the same thing. Right. Just um, explain a bit more about your revenue model. So we, um, we, we are experimenting, of course, we are placing a bet on um, creating a, a system where somebody finds us on through social or through search, mainly through search, and our um, incredible search engine optimization team basically tells us and guides us on what people are searching for in various locations. Then we come up with those content plans, very elaborate, data-informed content plans for every location. Then the creative strategy comes in and we actually, you know, kind of decompartmentalize it into individual bits of content. Uh, and then, you know, somebody comes in, um, reads about something, really gets interested, goes down the funnel from saying, I don't understand why I need to go to Athens, and there is a piece why you need to go to Athens. And then there is a piece about if you want to go to Athens, these are all the locations that you need to visit, or these are the actual cool neighborhoods to go. And while you are in the neighborhood, this is a great art gallery there, or there is a great cafe you need to know about. And it's all about basically through the prism of either culture for travel or travel for culture. And that means that we always have those two underlying factors within every single commissioning um, process that we do. So we either tell a travel story via a um, cultural prism or the other way around. That means that you, we don't just write about travel. We actually always have some kind of a slant on this is what's unique and special about this, pla this place. So you just don't write about you know, going and seeing you know, London Eye. Uh, in London, but we actually explain you when to go better to see London Eye, maybe at the dusk or maybe at the dawn or something like that. I mean, it's close to the dawn, I guess. But um, yeah, so and then we also do media sales and we do native advertising and all that kind of stuff. So tell me just a bit more how do you use data to mm -hmm. just determine what content is interesting for your readers or what, what, is, the, what is the data bit in your work? Yeah, so we, um, we of course, are setting, we're a startup, so we're learning as we go and we, we analyze how people are consuming us and we, our job basically is to make sure that every single piece of content contributes to a user journey on our site. Um, we try to, everybody within media is struggling with one click wonders type of syndrome where people come, read one story and then go. We are trying, my, 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 my job is basically to work with our product team and the product's job is to uh, work with our content team 
uh, hand and gloved. So we, we actually have introduced a new concept, which I'm going to talk a, a little bit more about in the next coming years about this. It's, about, it, it's called content product. So every single piece of content can, is linked to a product and product is basically our content. So it's uh, um, one thing cannot exist without the other. So we analyze what people read, where they go from one area to another area, how we get people from an inspirational piece of content to actually a location page of a city where they can go and do uh, explore more. And then ultimately the idea is that we uh, will offer them a hotel booking. So instead of going there and booking with somebody else, they can actually book with us. Um, and that is actually the funnel. And that travel funnel is very interesting because we are going to be able... Why Culture Trip is unique in the world is because no, nobody else is doing it. And we are uniquely placed because we currently have our archive is about 80,000 pieces of content already across the world. So we cover the world very, very well. And because people, even here, I was overwhelmed with a positive response from people who know me from BBC days. And they are saying, well, I know Culture Trip, I'm using it when I go. And it's interesting. It's uh, of course it is uh, complicated because you need to be working with individual contributors everywhere and you know it's people who know their place they're not professional journalism journalists so you need to brief them properly and you need to kind of the get the pieces through photo desk and through copy desk separately as well but it's wonderful because actually what, what you ultimately are getting to pe people is this relevant information about places and we uh, can actually go back to our contributors and say, uh, having analyzed data, we know that this particular content product is very, very powerful and this particular product can be powerful if you do it slightly differently. And that type of, it's effectively the same newsroom process of analyzing data and kind of coming and looking what works, what doesn't work and iterating, iterating further. I will ask you one more question. Um, what was your highlight so far from Global Z to Summit? Um, the well, I only arrived yesterday, so it's uh, it's well interesting. I just really enjoyed a conversation on the uh, content management systems, which we just had this morning, uh, because we we are talking about content management system and what it does for the company like ours and how it can uh, should be integrating all the aspects of publishing from to cover the whole of parts of the organization, marketing and sales and business and travel business and analysis and content as well. So those types of things, I mean, there is no single news organization which probably is happy with their content management system. And it was very interesting to see how, what, what generally, what the latest thinking on it is. So that was a really good session. Thank you very much to our guest, Mitri Shishkin, who is the Chief Content Officer for Culture Trip. Thank you very much. Our second guest today is John Sarov. He's the CEO of Charbit. Hi, John. Hi, how are you? You're very good. John, I would like to ask you, obviously, you at Charbit, are, you're monitoring uh, media, you're monitoring trends, doing lots of analytics. What trends did you see in the media over the past couple of years? You know, it's a good question. I mean, we, um, you know, we have uh, data coming to us from literally thousands of publishers in 68 countries. Um, and I think some of the biggest trends that we're seeing uh, are where audiences are coming from. Uh, you know, in the last couple of years, there's been almost an um, entire reversal. Uh, you know, three or four years ago, we were seeing that, you know, the majority of external traffic to publishers was coming from Facebook. And now we're seeing that the majority of that traffic is coming from Google. What do you think is that? Well, I think there's a couple of reasons. I think, you know, one of the first things that happened, which I think uh, many of your listeners will know about, was that in October of 2018, 
uh, Facebook made an algorithm change that privileged uh, so-called friends and family content over news content. Um, and that algorithm change, in addition to um, a few other things uh, dealing with Facebook usage, have led Facebook traffic to publishers to go down from uh, by about 40% from January of 2017 to today. Um, on the flip side of that, um, Google has made tr uh, tremendous investments in mobile um, with their Android platform, with their Chrome browser, um, and with the AMP project. And we've seen that uh, traffic from Google has gone up uh, more than two times uh, over the same time period. All right, so what does that mean for publishers? Um, I, you know, I think the, there's two important lessons for publishers. I think the, the most important lesson is, um, you know, you, you can't just be reliant on external platforms. I think one of the things that can get lost in the trends is that publishers' own brands are still quite strong, right? Publishers get more traffic directly to their brands than they do from Facebook and Google combined. And I think it can be very tempting to just chase the traffic. Our view at Chartbeat is that you have precious things in your brands. Your brands are some of the most um, uh, you know, loved brands in the world. People have a strong identification with uh, media brands. And to really, really focus on what the unique uh, proposition is for the user of those brands and to double down on it, right? If you're known for being you know, the best, most enlightened uh, paper in Brighton um, and you, you know, serve uh, you know, the South Coast very, very well, that's what you should be doing, right? If you're a, a national publication or a national broadcaster and you're a little bit left of center, focus on you know, covering uh, the trends in, in, on the left wing in, in Britain, and there certainly are a lot of them. So what trends do you see coming in the next couple of years? Uh, if I knew that, I'd be a venture capitalist uh, and not a tech CEO. Um, you know, I think th the only trend is that there uh, are no trends. Um, you know, increasingly, I think the, the thing that we're most excited about is the focus on subscriptions and reader revenue. We think that that focuses uh, a newsroom and a publisher very, very well because the editorial team, the product team, the technology team, um, and the marketing team are all working towards the same thing, which is getting a user to subscribe. Um, you know, in the UK, there's been tremendous success with that by folks like you know the Times and the Telegraph, um, and we think that can expand uh, to uh, uh, other brands as well. Um, and we're here to help. Thank you, Marcella. Thank you for the time, and I hope you enjoy the rest of the conference. Thank you, Marcella. Thanks to Dimitri and John, and thanks of course to you at home or on the commute for tuning in. To learn more about innovation in the newsroom, come along to our Newsrewide conference on the 27th of November at Reuters in London. We've got driving lasting changes in the newsroom on the agenda and more. Head over to newsrewide.com to bag yourself a ticket, save the date and we'll see you there. Don't forget, if you'd like to feature on one of our podcasts, you can get in touch with us at Journalism News on Twitter. For now, until next time.